a straw hat. In each episode, we're gonna recap. It's Silent All Blue with Xander and Matt. Welcome to Sailing Out Blue, the podcast where we are setting sail into the world of One Piece. My name is Xander, and here with me is Devil Fruit Muncher Matt. Ahoy, Matt. Ahoy. <laughs> that, uh, I don't know if I want to eat a devil fruit. It's great. Maybe eat two. <laughs> oh, well, you, you definitely don't want to eat two. <laughs> you definitely may not want to eat two. We'll get there. And three is right out. <laughs> I mean, if you could get the three, whoo, <laughs> how? <laughs> but... I'm very excited. Are you excited? We're we're almost off a train. We're, we're almost done with the trains. We're we're almost to the lobby. We're we're all gonna go to the lobby, get ourselves a snack. But what do we call the lobby? We uh we had that conversation. I don't even remember if it was on the episode or if it was like a conversation we had after the episode. I think it was like either it was after the episode or like a completely different day. I I don't think we did in the last episode. I mean, we'll find out when I edit it. Uh, but let's let's talk about how we pronounce Ein's lobby, or how some people pronounce Ein's lobby, or Enesu lobby, Enesu lobby, Enice lobby. I I asked around to see because we had kind of this crisis of why is it called I? Why why are we saying Ein's? And it's kind of was like we don't know. Just everyone else we know says that. So, <laughs> well, I asked another friend and he's like, that's just how. Yeah, I asked a friend who's fucking illiterate. And he's like, I, that's how everyone I know said it, uh, who got me into one piece. And it's like, huh? Uh, looked at, you know, look at the anime. They say like NESU and there's there's no English dub because this is too far into one piece for that shit. And I had I had some other friends too, completely unrelated to any of those groups who also says Ein's. So I just went out and asked, like, hey, guys, uh, people I know, how do you all say it? And I got shit like Enny's Lobby. Yeah, Enny's Lobby, I've heard. Got Enye's Lobby, like, uh, you know, like an like, Enye. Like if it's Enya? <laughs> like an Enye? No, no, like an Enye, like the, the Spanish N with the tilde over it. Oh, And so it was like Enye's Lobby. <laughs> um, Very good. We got uh, NES. We got NES lobby, like NES lobby. <laughs> no, no, no. Take a step back. NES lobby. Yes. Yeah. NES lobby. <laughs> I I think actually uh, NES NES lobby uh, sounds probably the best. NES lobby. NES lobby. It, it, it reminds me of like the uh, you know NES. That'd be kind of fitting in with um, what if Water Seven is Venice, then this is like the Aegean Sea. So the and you know. Aegeus, father of Aeneas, Aeneas, <laughs> um, that's like a deep Greek mythology cut for a lot of people. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I, I like to think that it's a reference that way. So that's what I'm going to do is the Aeneas uh, lobby. I'm just going to keep saying Ein's lobby. I don't think I cannot say it. <laughs> you can say it. I, at this point, it's our Zoro Zolo again. <laughs> yeah. The fact that there were so many people with different answers and no one could really say like why they say it that way. I'm like, okay, this is this is just something that's way off. I thought it was gonna be like a Tony Tony Chopper thing where it's like, <laughs> no, this is just some weird thing some friends of ours did that we thought was real. I like here's the thing. I know that the Tony Tony Chopper from before I met those friends of yours. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah, I don't know, but, but granted, it's, it's just we all went memes. to the same con scene, so there has to be like just overlap. Friends of friends, acquaintances, those in part of the meme, the local meme scene, as as it is, the local zeitgeist, the zeitgeist, zeitgeist. I was trying the to say no, the zeitgeist, but, the geese of um, time, <laughs> time goose. Time goose. All right. Uh, Speaking of time, because we are wasting a shit ton of it. No, <laughs> ne never. But we never. we should get on to our reading, which is chapters three seventy five to three eighty five. I hope everybody has read their assignment today. I I know I have. I don't uh, read one piece. <laughs> who reads one piece when you could have it recapped to you very badly? <laughs> that's that's why I'm here. No, that's why I'm here. <laughs> That's right. You do the poor, amazing, uh, terrible recaps that are, are amazing. I love them. Satisfaction not guaranteed. I'd say your money back, but we all know you're not paying for this. <laughs> oh, 
Patreon never. Patreon never. <laughs> Are we ready to get off this train? So we, we start off with uh, Robin and Frankie are, are both captured by CP9. Uh, Robin lets Frankie know that, hey, uh, Iceberg's still alive, but CP9 might think he's dead, so don't tell them. <laughs> uh, so she's not like she she isn't on CP9's side. She just doesn't want the straw hats to be killed. So uh, Frankie reveals like he well understands the danger they're all in. If the government get the Pluton, he's like this, you know, this is a problem. But she's like, uh, she doesn't want to go back to the straw hats because it could hurt them. But Frankie tellers tells her that, hey, you know, existing is not a crime. Like, it's OK for you to exist and be and be alive. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, yeah, uh, where we ended the last reading um yokozuna that fucker uh, <laughs> wait threw... but you're, you're their number one fan <laughs> no i like bellamy more than yokozuna um Ooh, them's fighting words for them yozuka fans i'm, I'm more of a kami fan and i didn't even read those chapter covers <gasps> uh <laughs> oh no but number one kami fan <laughs> that's I will never deep, when Cammy comes back, cuff. and I've told you this before, uh, I have not forgotten, nor will anyone else. When Cammy comes, you will be like, you know what, you were right. Cammy and their starfish friend are the best characters in all of One Piece. All right, I look forward to having that happen <laughs> uh, 600 chapters from now. <laughs> so anyway, uh, even though the train is off course, don't worry. Nami's a navigator, so she could find a good current to take them there, which just. Okay, but there's nothing for the train to like sit on. <laughs> the whole point was it like needed the tracks. So okay, such a cool ability. Don't don't question it. It just works. Look, everything Nami does is Deus Ex Machina bullshit. <laughs> That's just explained why she's good with weather and navigator. Like if their climate baton pre dials uh, performed magic, I don't think it was the baton. <laughs> nami's a witch <laughs> the one shot was correct there is magic in the world of one piece there are wizards and sorcerers let's go does someone ever call nami a witch we should have kept track of that um, um we'll we'll keep track of it in the future i think robin gets called a witch more than her um i think no robin gets called a devil child oh I don't think Robin's been called the witch. I mean, we can. I'll, I'll. I mean, I'll. Whenever I start rereading, uh, One Piece again, I'll take taps. We already, we already talked about. It. We're gonna. We're gonna eventually do our. We, whenever we question things like this, we realize that we have to then do a whole a second read through of One Piece. We'll do a second. Uh, a, a sail, <laughs> resailing, resailing the, the blue. blue. Let's go. So yeah, but CP Nine they arrive at uh, at Ania's lobby, which finally we're here, the lobby been a long time coming frankie is in chains robin is in handcuffs frankie is biting the heads of anyone he can get <laughs> and lucci is narrating being like noisy isn't he like we we see that they're noisy lucci you can you don't have to tell us everything you see please you know what i didn't have that noted down thank you for pointing that out <laughs> because lucci continuing to not shut the fuck up is one of my favorite <laughs> running gags at this point <laughs> It's it's the best bit. <laughs> it's it's once you see it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> it's a, it's really good. Um, I hope everyone now enjoys Lucci even even more. <laughs> Just because he doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's amazing. But let let's let's continue on to this cool island, the one eternally in light. Yeah, where there's never night. Like, okay, that's that is definitely weird as fuck. But anyway, uh, everyone seems to know about CP9 and like they all line up a, a, in like a parade as they come in with the criminals. Like everyone knows that these are terrible criminals. Everyone knows CP9 is like in charge. Like whatever happened to there are only eight cypher poles like. Just everyone's totally like, yeah, there's definitely CP9. Yeah, yeah. It's because uh, it's because Rob Lucci just told everybody as they were on the train, as they were walking up to the gates, like, yo, we're CP9 and just goes through the whole history. And they're like, oh, OK. 
Well, we, we will have one. We do have one character who act who does exposition <laughs> more than Lucci, if even possible. And that is, of course, CP9 director's fandom. <laughs> the, uh, Rob, Rob Lucci is fandom's apprentice. It's where they get it from. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of the island being weird, uh, we see that the island central area like juts over a giant pit with all these like waterfalls going down to the pit. So this seems like that would be so a cool. really good prison. And this isn't the prison. <laughs> this isn't the prison. The prison's got to be even gnarlier. It's very good. I'm so excited for that arc. I I still remember watching pieces of it uh, while just like chilling in your apartment <laughs> where we couldn't decide if we wanted like Carl's Jr. or not. And the, the correct decision was not to get Carl's Jr., that is always the correct decision. That is always the correct decision in life, if you're ever wondering. <laughs> so, uh, Spandam rejoices that for the first time in five years, all eight members of CP9 will be in the same place, proving that Nero is just chopped liver. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, he goes over a news article where there's this revolutionary army leader assassinated with the other CP9 members. And he wants to know, okay, 23 people dead. Who killed an extra 20 people on the mission? Uh, and we meet uh, the other three members of CP9. Jabra, who's like a giant frog looking dude with a zipper mouth. Oh, no, no. Fukuro, who's a giant frog looking dude with a zipper mouth. Yes. Uh, Jabra, who is like an a like a a Manchurian biker. That that's how we're going to describe him. We have a Kumadori who is kind of dressed like one of those. Um, God, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the uh, it's the Japanese theater uh, where like they wear like all the face paint and stuff. Kabuki. Um, Kabuki. Yes. Kabuki. Uh, yeah. He's K- Kumadori the Kabuki. And they're all listed as six power masters. Uh, but we don't know. It, yeah, we'll get to that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Fukuro, who has a zipper for a mouth. Uh, admits that he's the one who blabbed about the plot. Like he's kind of a troll. This this <laughs> entire reading, he's just like, I don't. I have a zipper for a mouth, so it's ironic that I don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> he would he would think it was Lucci who who spilt the beans. I Lucci showed amazing self control for five <laughs> years. That's the thing is that we have to give it to Lucci. That's why he's in charge. That's why he's in charge of the cell. Is because he's the one who he somehow kept his mouth shut for five years. <laughs> he earned his exposition. He he held it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like we have physical comedy ensuing. And then uh, because you know, they're like, God, you know, god damn it, uh, Fukuro. So anyway, uh Spandam mentions also does mention Nero and how it's a shame that he didn't work out. Uh, which is like <laughs> you're okay, but you're just like leaving some superhuman super spy around. Just like you don't give a shit, just leave them around. Like these are the worst spies ever. <laughs> it's fine. They were probably just picked up on the train. I mean, where are they gonna go? Well, either way, um, <laughs> I honestly, it, kind of the implication is he's dead. The, the Lucci did just fucking kill him. Oh yeah, most likely. Uh, Lucci's stone cold. There's there's a lot of murder in this arc. <laughs> there's a lot of murder, man. Finally, we get some murder in One Piece. I mean, we've been having like there's a lot. OK, there's a lot of casual background murder in this arc. And I don't I wouldn't say it's like more than other arcs, but like the body counts like starting to stack up here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we see uh, Frankie's crew where they pick up Soge King and Sanji on the car that was left behind. And they can kind of see in the distance, like the opening the clouds for the nightless island. Uh, so-called because it has no nights. It's always daytime, I guess, because. Like the light of justice or some shit. Yeah, the light of justice. Or it's like uh, near Automata where like the world just stops spinning or some shit. Yeah, it it's weird. Anyway, um, the rocket gets back like the rocket train gets like back on course and meets up with Frankie's crew. So Yokozuna was kind of, again, fucking pointless. <laughs> no, they're they're the most treasured character. What do you mean? How dare you betray your boy? I, no. <laughs> So we, we have uh, we have Soge King introducing himself and Chopper and Luffy are super impressed. Of course uh, they with would this, be. It's yeah. the Sniper King. Yes, he he's from Sniper Island, which is in your heart. The others like don't all like immediately recognize like it, isn't that the long nose guy? 
Like, yeah, like we're, they're, they're as happy he's alive, they guess. <laughs> and Sergei King lets uh, Luffy know that Usopp is safe. So Sanji fills in everyone, like, what happened on the train. And now that they know, like, Robin's a bit more about Robin's tragic backstory in the Buster call, Luffy's resolve is just, like, redoubled. Yep. Yep. There's we definitely are not going to take no for an answer. Got a heist, Robin. Let's go. This is our heist arc. <laughs> this is the we'll we'll get into it later. But this is this is the the Robin retrieval arc. Yeah, this is our soul society. <laughs> yeah, it's our soul society. It's our Sasuke retrieval arc, which everyone knows is one of the best arts arcs in Naruto. Don't at me. <laughs> anyway, uh, Polly pulls out a map he made from memory of Aeneas Lobby from when they worked on the rail. You know, okay, this piece of paper, it doesn't have a plan, but we're working on it. So uh, on the other side of of the island are the Gates of Justice, behind which are a bunch of fucking Neptunians. They don't know how the Navy deals with them, so they have to rescue everyone before they pass through the gates. Uh, Because once they pass through the gates and start heading on the routes that'll lead to, like, the world government or uh, uh, Impel Down, like, they they just don't have a chance after that. So anyway... They have this like whole plan and we're not going to bother detailing the plan because, you know, who also doesn't give a shit about the plan? Luffy. <laughs> Luffy doesn't give a fuck about anybody's plans. He's got a plan and that's do the thing. Yeah, he's just like, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. OK, yeah. Gum gum slingshot and just like slingshots into into any lobby. <laughs> and I mean, fucker is fast because he gets there like way ahead. Like he gets like. He flies so far that he's at least 10 minutes ahead of, like, the rocket. It's crazy. <laughs> it's wonderful. Anyway, the Marines spot Lu- Luffy and start shooting at him, obviously. Uh, and the main gate, they call Spandom, who apparently is just, like, in charge of Aeneas Lobby. Like, just, he's just in fucking charge. Yeah, they're, they're like, probably the highest ranked uh, there currently, so he's just stationed there. And he's probably stationed there because of their... Uh, like mission at Water Seven, yeah, with CP Nine because they're the the top CP Nine guy or oversees the that department, anyways. It it's like okay, it's like I guess uh the higher up the number of cipher pole, the more important it is, and he's in charge of nine. I don't know, like it just seems weird. You'd think like cipher pole one or something would be in charge or some shit. I don't know. Now they're they're all actually doing things. Like, I don't know, paperwork, maybe. I don't know what the other uh, CP numbers do. I don't know. It'd be like if in a Bond movie, like MI6 were in charge of like security at Downing Street. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he they let him know, hey, uh, a straw hat Luffy is here. And Luffy proceeds to beat the snot out of everyone. Everyone just just going through like waves and hordes of Marines just punching the shit out of them. It's so good. He's a a, a humanoid typhoon, you could say. <laughs> his bounty's not that high yet. <laughs> yeah, his bounty's not that high yet, but it will be. It will be. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we we have the battle. Frankie pull up, and that like breaches the iron fence on the island. The the gatekeeper guy who is uh on the phone with Spandom, go silent as the Battle Frankie uh, bombards the main gate with its cannon. So they're uh, they're under attack and we get a we get a notification uh, four minutes until the sea train uh, rocket man will storm Aeneas lobby. OK, so Luffy gets like four, like four or five minutes ahead of it, which is still fucking a lot. Yeah, like that is good. Good bit of time. Luffy speed run in this. Let's go. Eighty percent speed run. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> running on the rooftops and par- rooftops and parkouring as if he's on a speed run. So like he makes his way over to like the land bridge on the first third of his lobby, and he uses these dudes as human shields. And he does this whole like Aladdin like one jump ahead of the lawman thing, <laughs> like kind of like how Zolo did over on Whiskey Peak. Like this is this is Luffy's Whiskey Peak. That's that's so good. <laughs> and that's that's a great comparison. I I absolutely actually love that. It like he he uses them as like he starts like controlling them by like moving them around. He makes like a guard Voltron that he pilots. It's it's kind of hilarious. But anyway, uh apparently the the, the real gate guards are asleep. So Spandam yells for them to be woken up and uh like Jabra wonders like what's the big deal? 
And he explains it. OK, c- come on, guys. This is embarrassing to the government if we let them be here. So we have to fight back. So, uh, you know, the Water 7 crew, uh, you know, Galley Law and Frankie family, like they're fighting together against the Marines. Uh, they're using like swords and stuff. So I think people are actually dying. Yeah, people are getting literally crushed and just slashed. Yeah, the Square Sisters are using katanas. They are they are straight up murdering people. Yeah, it's the Frankie family. They're they're criminals. They're known criminals. What's a bit of murder? But they're not pirates. Yeah, like they were going to murder uh, Usopp. I think they mugged. They mugged. Well, no, they they were able to mug Usopp because he's a pirate, and lo- they lost on apply to pirates. <gasps> That's true. That's right. They were they were like they were like Zolo, like bounty hunter mode. But anyway, uh, in the central square, Luffy is surrounded by a bunch of Marines and government agents, which that whole patchwork is kind of interesting. You have all these dudes in these like 20 suits with fedoras, uh, like all ready, like pull out Tommy guns or some shit. Uh, So most of them have like katanas. And then you have the Marines who look like. You know, Donald Duck going ready, going off to fight the Kaiser. <laughs> it looks like a weird sporting event where you have actual sports fans and then like the mafia is also there. <laughs> like, why do they have duck build hats? It just <laughs> it's such an aesthetic. Someone's like, OK, there are 10,000 soldiers on Adidas lobby. How many cohorts did you bring? And Luffy's like, by myself, get out my way. <laughs> we have uh, the gatekeeper show up. And they're they're just straight up giant. And we have the half giant members of Frankie's family uh, fuck around and they find out. <laughs> uh, but they have to open the gates to the rocket man. Rocket man. Because that was the plan. It'll go through the main gate. So they, they charge in and they, they, they're putting on this valiant effort. And Spanham is pleased on the report on the phone that the main gate is holding. Uh, and as for Luffy... They estimate that it's uh, about uh, 400 casualties. And like we cut to a page of Luffy, a full page spread of Luffy going gum gum storm. And Spandam's like, wait, I can't believe that number. They're like, oh, wait, we're going to revise the estimate. It's uh, five. And as he, you know, he the guy on the phone gets hit with another motherfucker. And so Spandam's like five, five guards. Oh, that's not so bad. And he just like puts down the phone. (laughs) See, because. And the reason he just puts it down the phone is because the rest of CP9 enter Spandam's chamber. So uh, Jobber and Luchi have like an almost immediate on-site hate for each other as like kind of leaders of their respective cells. And then this applies to the others as everyone just immediately throws hands. And uh, the new cell gets set flying by the old cell. So that's cool. Like Fukuru, Jabra, like they're not immediately placed even higher than uh the than like Lucci and all them like they're we we aren't given the impression that now we have even stronger shit to deal with like Lucci Kaku like that's still like the apex of what we have to deal with Khalifa says that uh she thought that Fukuru was going to test them right away so he's like all right six power skill Tiwase ranking which this is incredibly interesting because it means that it seems like there's more than just six powers. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Stay tuned. Yeah, it's it seems like some CP9 members have bastard like a different subset of six powers, but that there are more than just six. So if he has six powers, like which one doesn't he have for this ranking thing? But also uh, the other thing that this adds is this adds power level bullshit. <laughs> so if we thought bounties were bad in terms of measuring power level, it turns out that One Piece has actual power levels. So in first place, because we rank everyone in CP9, we rank Luchi in first at 4,000, uh, Kaku at 2,200, Jabra at 2,180, uh, Bluno at 820, Kumadori at 810, Fukuro at 800, and Khalifa at 630. Uh, and But that that, you know, only measures physical ability. Uh, which Jabra is quick to point out that uh, compared to Kaku, he would have a devil fruit over him. Which uh, this is also confirmation that right now Kaku doesn't have a devil fruit. Yeah. What's really sad is that we don't have a reading for Luchi's bird or Spandam's elephant. <laughs> uh, well, well, stay tuned, uh, at least for the elephant, I guess. Yeah, that's so much the bird. The bird's just the bird. 
They're cool. They got a little tie. And a little jacket, too. I forgot about that. Yes, Phantom's rated a 9, which apparently is less than the 10 that the average soldier outside is rated. <laughs> which, again, power level bullshit. You, you know who's saying this, right? It's the one who narked the plan. Oh, yeah. Like, like, how much of the power level is, like, a real thing and not just, like, their weird, like, I'm super smart and superior, I calculate people's strengths, like dumb bullshit also he's like, a fucking troll so of course yeah, he would like, put like of course he'd put Jabra like just under kaku just to be a dick would also uh we we have like physical comedy and continuing with like eventually like at some point kumadori tries to commit seppuku while also using iron body uh which i'm noting is important because we see he has iron body and that he is not he doesn't pierce his own iron body with a sword but also just like what the fuck I wonder if that'll come into play. Um, yeah, I wonder. Probably, because it's Iron Body. But hey, uh, a Spandam has a gift, though. <gasps> and he opens a chest that reveals not one, but two devil fruits. Ooh. We then see um, Frankie and Robin sent in uh, for Spandam to do his, his big evil monologue. This is where we get Spandam doing the monologuing. Boy, does he love monologuing. He loves doing evil <laughs> monologues. <laughs> it's such a good one, though, too. So, you know, at least it's a, a good evil monologue. Actually, what's weird is like his justice monologue takes this racist turn and says they need to eliminate fishmen and any other traitors who will not comply. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we learned in Arlong Park, uh, even the, uh, the, the Marines that were like being bribed off by um, Arlong... We're still like fishmen racist. <laughs> yeah, but like in the way we also the way he also says like the other traders like, OK, so we have we have BDSM Darth Vader giving a Hitler speech. Yeah, it's it's why everyone should hate Spandom. I don't know anybody who I, likes Spandom. So, yeah, uh, Frankie gets pissed and he's like, this is why Tom never let the weapons be entrusted to the government. And he bites Spandam's head and Kubadori smacks him the fuck down. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Luffy is outside breaking buildings and the chief justice, who is a three headed musketeer dude, gets woken up. And his name is an awful literary reference pun that we're not even going to go over. Did uh, did Wapple did Wapple help out there? <laughs> like, why? Why? Yeah, it kind of feels like it. Anyway, ba- you know, based on where he is, he'll just be the thing for the mooks to fight after they get through the giants at the gate yeah <laughs> so uh speaking of which the crew manages to get through they finally are able to pull down the two giants but oh no just in time for the first gate to still be closed again and rocket man's almost here so zolo is going to cut down the iron fence as planned except at last minute he decides to let yokozuna hit the fence instead yeah yokozuna <laughs> again this was unnecessary and so with his fishman sumo he bends the fence and turns it into a sick ramp. And we get a flying train. Hong Kong. It's so good. It's like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, but with a train. Or like E.T. Oh, yeah. It's more like E.T. Yeah. Uh, for, for whatever reason, uh, so the, the Chief Justice's guards go out. And Polly gets stabbed by one of the Justice's elite courthouse guards. Which is a fighting force that is like half people with cat claws, half dogs. Just just straight up fucking dogs. Oh, it's going to be a dick that dogs again. <laughs> yup. Because, uh, yeah, uh, they're about to get beat to shit. The train goes over. So the train like flies over the second gate and it actually hits one of the giants who was pushed back uh, as a way to stop him. And like even the Water 7 crew like rightly point out that everything that just happened was a waste of time because they jumped the gate. <laughs> but it uh, doesn't matter. Because Zolo and Sanji are off the train doing sick posing. So doesn't matter sick poses. Sick poses. That's what Jojo <laughs> taught us. Doesn't matter sick pose. So uh, as the government agents like recognize Zolo as the bounty hunter, as as uh, Luffy's bounty hunter stooge, and they don't recognize Sanji at all. Like the two of them have their trademark banter of like, ha ha, you're a stooge. Ha ha, you're just pirate A. You don't even rank. <laughs> it's like, all right. So uh, government agents then see Soge King and and Chopper getting off the train. And so they're like, "Okay, we need to like stop anyone from else on the train. So they uh, rocket launch the train to blow it up uh, to try and blow up anyone else still on there. And uh, 
Sogi King's mask goes flying. <gasps> oh no! And we, we as the readers, see as he dives to retrieve his mask and put it on. The Soge King is really Usopp. <gasps> Who would have guessed? I had no idea. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. But thankfully, Chopper saw nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, look, good thing no one else saw. His secret is safe. Just for us readers. Just for us readers. Ooh. <laughs> it's Only we know that the cool Soge King is actually cool Steve Usopp. Urkel. I mean, Usopp. Well, Steve Usopp. <laughs> God damn it. No. Instead of Stefan Urkel. Uh, that is Soge King. Uh, <laughs> you, you need a minute there. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Let's, let's see. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so stupid. I hate it. Exactly. It's awful. <laughs> it's like Yokozuna all over again. <laughs> it's it's like Usopp since the beginning. <laughs> so uh, Kokoro and the other random civilians like poses hostages, which is uh, very reminiscent of G8. There's a lot of this that's very reminiscent of G8, actually. This this really whole thing gives me like G eight flashbacks. <laughs> like now that you mention it, like it uh, kind of because it does kind of have a bit of that vibe, especially like the final conflict in G eight where everyone's running around and fighting everyone. Oh yeah, like the the hey, let's just go through a horde of fucking marines, uh, like it's a Muso game. Like G eight already did that, so it's it's still believable. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Nami is taking this opportunity to use the climate baton. To create a giant thunderstorm. And it's massive, but not very selective, and it hits both sides. <laughs> For whatever reason, Nami smacks Soge King, where Chopper's like, where there's like a funny bit where Chopper's like, why is she hitting Soge King? And, uh, Soge King is like making up excuses for Usopp. <laughs> I, Usopp does not remember installing differentiator function. Really? <laughs> it's, hey, look, Sniper King sees all. They have a keen eye. So th that's how they know that Usopp uh, wouldn't remember including such a thing. Yes, he sees Usopp's heart to snipe <laughs> it. But the, uh, the Water 7 crew go, oh, wow, Nami. Like, we thought she was just like, some rando but looks like she's a warrior too she I mean, will see about that we'll yeah, see they're, about they're that. a full-fledged warrior as said by the frankie family so it's it's canon who has the, any higher authority to determine a brave warrior of the sea have a fight better than sakura <laughs> and we can talk Did, sakura has fights in naruto <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 uh, no i have never really watched naruto <laughs> beyond the the water village the mist thing where we got kaku that's like the that's like the very haku that's like the super super beginning of of yeah yeah, yeah. naruto like, that's like you're not even on barani yeah, no. that's like that's like not even syrup village yeah yeah no i've i've watched very little Actually, naruto too, yeah. and then i've watched a little bit of like the beginning of shippuden was like i have no idea what the fuck's going on so i stopped watching it there there's a sakura fight in the chunin exam that's notably bad i remember the chunin exams okay i've watched the chunin exams I, I brought this up when when nami had her fight in alabasta that i'm not sure which is the worst fight uh, by a female lead i've seen in the shonen but if there were a competition like an oscars those would be the nominees. <laughs> and then there's a fight at the beginning of Shippuden for Sakura that some people are like, oh, this kind of redeems Sakura. And some people are like, eh, still wasn't great. Still wasn't really her win, whatever. I, I think it's a fine fight, uh, but it's uh, have have a fight better than that. And we can talk. <laughs> Man, welcome to uh, throwing all shuriken. Yeah, throwing all shurikens. Um, <laughs> Our podcast within a podcast. Let's go. Um, put back to all our sorts good of podcast. podcasts. Yeah, back back to the good podcast. Uh, good, good podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, as a, as reinforcements head to the front, Luffy's happy. Oh, hey, all of you showed up. That's awesome. That'll make things easier. So, um, you know, he's like able to launch ahead now. The Straw Hats get on the the Yagrabol, uh, like Sodom and Gomorrah, those. But they're uh, they're chased by the courthouse courthouse guards who are riding dogs like they're hobbits or something. So Apolly tells Zolo to uh, to take the reins. He'll fight off the guards. Oh, and if you see them and like behind him, we see like images of like Luchi and Kaku and all them. Tell them they're fired. <laughs> Let's go. Polly. Give him a good one liner. Yeah. 
I, um, I don't think Luchi would care. No. Bluno never worked for y'all. Anyway, uh, he, with his rope technique, he jumps off and he sends the soldiers and the dogs flying. And there's in in that panel, because uh, it takes like a quarter of a page. There's a dog with its mouth open going flying. <laughs> yeah. And I just found it hilarious. <laughs> it's a very good phase. Like that dog is like, <laughs> it's so funny. They are so shocked, surprised and dumbfounded that they are not only flying, but that they are upside down. And and yeah, and that all these dogs are getting beat to shit with a rope. Oda's addicted to dogs. Oda's addicted to dogs. Oda, why? Oda is addicted to dogs. So, uh, like the these the government agents go kind of like Oda mouth, like he demolished so much of the guard force, and uh, you know the Galley Law team like shows up to kind of like start wiping up the remainder, and uh, we cut back to uh to Spandam, who's still monologuing, and I'm frankly at this point I make a note that I am surprised that Spandam can go on for several pages. And Lucci doesn't interrupt him. Well, 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 remember, Lucci has to give the recap of what was just said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, eventually. But it's like he doesn't interrupt it. And uh, we see uh, that Spandam says uh, that Aokiji was the one who told him like he he was getting tired of dealing with Iceberg. And then lo and behold, Aokiji lets him know that Robin's heading to Water 7. And uh, so he gets this idea about the Buster call. And like weirdly, Robin asks, why did Aokiji give the approval for the Buster call? Because like if he was going to give approval for a Buster call, he, he would have just murdered them right there. But Spandam's response, instead of being like, oh, this reason or, you know, shut or something else. He's just like, shut the fuck up. Don't ask questions. <laughs> and fucking socks her in the face, which is also sus as fuck, though. <laughs> Like, like that, that sucks as fuck. It's like, shut the fuck up, don't ask questions. Punch to the face, as if that's going to be like, uh, okay, but like, answer my question still, please. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, but how? And he's like, I'm going to torture you, and then I'm going to kill you. It's like, shit. It's like, oh yeah, and Straw Hat Luffy and his gang, they are nothing before the might of Aeneas lobbies. 10,000 soldiers. He's going to and he's going to take them to impel down because we're already going that way. And, you know, it's this whole like, again, being BDSM Darth Vader doing a whole I'm altering the deal. Pray I do not alter it further kind of deal kind of thing. And Robin yells like that's not the agreement. And so Spandam actually graciously allows Lucci to cut in. He's like, Lucci, what was the deal? It's like the this week's deal was (laughs) the six straw hats aside from Nico Robin may set sail safely from Water 7. He's like, well, they set sail safely. Not their fault they came here. They were on a train. That's not sailing. I think that that is a valid loophole that we should uh, discover. (laughs) But it also, like, to twist a knife, he also reveals he was going to go after them no matter fucking what, just because he's, (laughs) like, evil. Yeah, because he's a fucking dick. Because that's his justice. That's his Nijoe, his Nindo. <laughs> this whole time, though, he's also constantly kicking Robin because if there is something you need to know about Spandam, it's that he's an evil motherfucker. So uh, with with both uh, Robin and Frankie on the floor, he finishes with this uh, almost ironic line that all are powerless in the face of great justice. We get that. And then immediately the panel directly below that is Luffy punching through a bunch of marines again and i'm like maybe luffy's great justice <laughs> exactly like it's almost it's almost like pottery <laughs> in how it rhymes we also see a bluno noticing that hey the the phone receiver is still off the hook you know strange that we haven't had any updates since five guards were taken out there's a whole invasion force and five guards have been taken out yeah only five yeah. Maybe plus, plus maybe one, two thousand. Yeah, because like Spandam's like, all right, CP9, you're dismissed. Our status is going to grow. And Lucci finally is like, I don't give, you know, he's like, I don't feel like a toast because I'm not interested in status or power. We follow justice and we only follow you because the government, the highest form of justice, decides who is just. But that doesn't mean mean that he agrees with their decision. Womp womp. Yeah. 
So uh Luffy Luchi uh he uh he goes kind of zone mode. Yeah, there we go. And uh to to Spandum's uh to Spandum's like, okay, well what the fuck do you want then? He's like, I want like this is like the weird thing. He pivots from this like high ideal of justice to I want blood, murder, let me kill. Which like, whoa, dude, like chill the fuck out. Look, look, look. When they're there, murder is justified. Again, it's like an MI6 license to kill thing going on. So uh, uh, Luffy finally makes it to the rooftop of the courthouse building that's across the gap from the main like Tower of Justice. But, you know, there's like he's on like the edge of the piece that juts into the middle like chasm. And it's on the other side of the chasm. That's where the building is. But, you know, Bluno just air doors over. (laughs) Just airdrops himself. He's like, yeah, I kind of figured there were more than five casualties. He's like, you know, since uh, since the start of the world government, no one has ever made it to the gates of justice. And he continues on this like monologue or this uh, this kind of unproductive dialogue of like, do you do you not get that you're committing a global crime by attacking this place? And we get like cuts of the straw hats, like trying to push toward Luffy and the Water Seven forces, like trying to fight like the other hordes. And Luffy asks, "All right, what you talk about, Willis?" He's like, "All right, the government is backed by a hundred and by over a hundred and seventy nations. Uh, to attack Aeneas Lobby is to attack every one of those nations. So uh, it, this is basically NATO." Yeah. Um, and Bluto's point is like, if you try to pass by him. There is no future for you or your own. Uh, Luffy doesn't feel like giving up, even in the face of their weird powers. Lo and behold, Goofy's gun gun rifle to the gut actually buckles Bluno over, even though he's iron bodying. <gasps> and so he's like, oh, fuck. So Bluno tries to like shave side to side. But Luffy gets this like glint in his eyes like his eyes flash and we see and he's like able to see Bluno trying to move and he punches him into a wall. Let's go. Yep. So Luffy is now strong enough to counteract the superpowers. Yeah, they picked it up. They saw it once against him and they're like, you know what? Logged and saved. Let's go. I can do that too. Yeah, he uh, he's like, do whatever you want with the world government. I am just here for Robin. (laughs) Couldn't give a shit about your world government bullshit. Yeah, like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, meanwhile, one of the bulls gets taken down, and we see that Soga King missed getting on the bulls altogether. Uh, it's like, maybe I should run away. It's like, no, no, you mustn't, Usopp. Be Bandly. You hid your identity just to come along. And things get kind of wet, because one of the gatekeeper giants on the ground starts crying, bemoaning how after 50 years, they have shamed Elbaf and their chiefs. Which, you know, of course, like, perks up Soga King. And the gate, other gatekeeper continues the story of how the two of them, after their chiefs disappeared 50 years before, they went to find them. And then when the Navy captured them, they told them that they had their chiefs uh, being held and impelled down, and they cut a deal. If they would guard the gate for 100 years, they would free the chiefs. And they're like, well, like, giants live 300 years. Joke's on you. <laughs> but oh no, we have failed. We'll never get our king out. And so like Usopp actually pulls up the Soge King mask in shock and he basically like tells them the story of Little Garden and like how he bet the chiefs there. And he's like, yes, yeah, so, like the Navy lied to you. And they're like, well, you knew their names without us telling you. So that's all the proof we need. <laughs> Let's go. Usopp <laughs> saving the day once again, as always. I mean, Sniper King, Sniper King. Yeah, Soge King did this. I don't know who this Usopp guy is. Yeah, yeah. He sounds awful. Usopp? <laughs> yeah, Usopp. It's Soge King now. <laughs> anyway, the second bull goes down in the square, and then we get a, a small side of Frankie and Robin in jail having a small exchange where he comments that uh, she must be happy, uh, you know, that people are coming for her. Because, uh, you know, you don't see him bitter that his men aren't coming for him. Nope, not bitter at all. And he's actually not not bitter. Like he's he's he seems like genuinely happy that like the straw hats care enough to come after her. And Robin just kind of like ellipses. And I think that also is important because it shows that they have no idea what the fuck is going on outside. 
Yeah, they got no idea. But yeah, so uh, the Giants show up and the courthouse guards like, yay, the Giants have come to help. And like they have just like to help the Straw Hats. Join us, Soge King. Join us, Soge King. Let's go. This is one step further of becoming the the bravest warrior of the sea. Yep, or at least a warrior of Elbaf. At least a warrior of Elbaf. Which obviously all giants are the greatest warriors of the sea. What do you mean? Oh yeah, they're all brave. Like that's what Usopp wants. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we get this like brief flashback inside the Tower of Law, where Spandum stops Caulifield and Kaku and hands them the Devil Fruits. And the other CP9 members turn around on hearing this, like, wait, what the fuck? And, like, Jobber makes a big deal, like, keep that shit away from me. And Kaku goes, like, what's the big deal? It's like, don't you know? If you possess those powers, it means a devil lives inside your body. And he's worried because if he got close to the devil in the fruit, the one in his body would fight with it and they would explode. And Bluto goes, that is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Scholars have already explained how the powers are conveyed from a devil fruit. And what you're talking about is what happens if you eat two devil fruits, which, you know, someone did it and they like unraveled, which is freaky as Dude, fuck. Oda in body horror. Like, I'm telling you, this dude needs to write a fucking horror manga. I swear to God, it would be so fucking unhinged. Yeah, best way to kill a devil fruit user, forcing them another devil fruit. <laughs> Span him like he won't reveal where he got them. Uh, but he also doesn't know which ones they are. And Luchi's like, yep, doesn't match a reference book. So we the get reference like, book. Yeah. <laughs> like you just you just should have like in a reference book as if that's not an important key detail. Like there's a fucking bo- reference book for devil fruits. Like, do you know what that means, Matt? It, it means that the devil fruits are categorizable. Maybe that there's multiple people with the same devil fruit. Possibly. Yeah. But like the fact that there's a log of them. Yeah. Uh, and that some are not categorized, which is uh, very interesting given like how long the world government's been around, right? You would think at this, after like 800 years, they would know. Yeah, well, like there's a lot of shit you don't know. Like it's a whole ass world out there. That's true. Some some fruits might be in the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yeah. Like uh, like the one that almost was uh, the like the one that was almost not uh, buggies, the cut cut fruit. The cut cut fruit. Yeah. So, yeah. And when we get also more of a lore drop, like you learn the name of a fruit when you get its power, uh, you just inherently know. So Lucci is like because they're like doing all this research and shit. Lucci's just like taking off his pip jacket, hat and tie. And he's like drinking a giant ass bottle of champagne uh, while they're all figuring out what to do with the fruit. And eventually Kaku and Khalifa decide to eat the fruits and they taste disgusting. The fruits taste bad. I wonder how we would have ever known this. Oh, well, I mean, Luffy said it tasted bad the first time he ate it, too. Yeah. Uh, I also like that uh, Kaku's uh, devil fruit is a bundle of bananas. Not like a singular banana, but like a bundle of them. And he eats it with a... F- oh, no, yeah, no, he just eats it. Kalifa is the one who eats hers with a fork and knife. That she just pulls out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, at least he peels his. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, just like Luffy, like, he he was like, yeah, this tastes bad. Uh, and they also, they they don't feel like anything's changed. But they also feel weird, obvious changes happening to their body, which is kind of also, again, how like it happened to Luffy. Well, well L- Luffy didn't outside of it being gross. They didn't really feel anything until like they got grabbed, hung upside down, and then their face smacked the ground from stretching. And they're like, oh, what? But they didn't like go like, I feel thing. You know, it's like it's like he he didn't he didn't immediately know it, it took time for it to develop. Yeah, but also I like how they point out like once you eat it, you know the devil fruit's like name. Um, we didn't see that with Luffy. Luffy was told what the devil fruit is. Uh, and so I'm curious if we get to see them say their devil fruit. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean you're curious if you get? To, don't haven't you read this before? I I have, I have, but I I don't remember if they actually like say their devil fruit name or just say like w- what they can now do. Um, I know, like, we get a card of, like, yeah, the, this is the devil fruit, but, I, like, I just meant, like, them in text bubble form. Do we get, do they say it, or is it presented to us as as an audience by the omniscient narrator that gives us our cool border boxes? Do we, do we get that moment of revelation? Yeah. Because, yeah. um, like, with Luffy, it kind of skips ahead as well. So, like, I feel like we don't, if, if there is a moment of revelation for Luffy, 
we would have skipped that any as well. So remains to be seen. But anyway, uh, back outside, speaking of Luffy, him and Bluto are continuing to fight. And, you know, so now that he knows that, like, Luffy can kind of get through the iron body, you know, he's much stronger than he was. Uh, Bluto, and, you know, he knows Luffy's made of rubber. It's like, all right, my only chance to hurt Luffy is to use, like, the Tempest kick or the finger pistol because ordinary hits would do anything. And, you know, he's like, I got to be careful because Luffy can get through iron body somehow. So, uh, like, we get these, like, door door fruit shenanigans where Luffy asks and, you know, I guess Devil Fruit users like stand users like you're legally obligated to share your power to anyone who asks. Yeah, I, I think it's part of like the curse of the Devil Fruit. You can't swim. You also have to constantly tell people what you can do. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just part of the Devil Fruit curse. You have to tell people I'm an ex. I'm an ex man. <laughs> we have a he's his uh, he gets hit with the the door door fruit. And because uh, Bluto's power is he can turn anything into a door. So uh, to to show Luffy how the power works, we go full body horror mode again, and he makes the section of Luffy's head with his eyes a revolving door that spins around. <laughs> somehow Luffy's not dead. <laughs> yeah, somehow Luffy's not dead. But with the distraction, he gets kicked into a wall with a tempest kick, and Zola and Sanji like look up and notice the explosion, and like, oh, there's Luffy. Uh, but they're like too far away and surrounded to do anything. But you know, uh, the the bull. It has enough strength to get back up and to, and to help Frankie. It breaks through the defenses to bring to bring Zola and Sanji forward. Let's go, Bull. The true hero of Ayn's lobby. I that'll be Yokozuna, right? <laughs> Yokozuna, the true hero. They they're like, man, everyone's wasting time. Let's just ramp this. Yokozuna. It's going to be the animal. It's going to be the, the shitty animal companions who save the day. It's going to turn out that everything was masterminded by Spandam's elephant with Lucci's bird as its second in command and that they're all going to fight whatever the, the bulls or some shit. And the bulls. Chopper. Anyway, we, uh, you know, hey, we got a bunch of devil fruit lore. We got we got devil fruit lore. We got so much. Uh, but is this it? Is that, that that was our last chapter, right? That was the end of 385. All right, now I can go read uh, Egghead. <laughs> now yeah, that we you got were, the devil fruit lore, yeah. yeah, I've been I've been waiting because um, it it's a big lore dump arc apparently, and I didn't want to. Apparently, it has devil fruit stuff in, involved in that arc, and I'm like, oh, don't want to don't want to have that contaminate your first interaction with devil fruits, which I'm very excited for. Though, uh, as I said before, I am curious if. Kaku and them do say their devil fruit names because I don't recall it's whether it's a moment of revelation or something. Yeah. Like, is it a moment of revelation or do they use their powers and then go like, oh, yeah, obviously it has to be called this. Uh, right. Because like so far, like we have uh, we've seen like fruits of animals. So like, uh, of course, they're going to be called the like, you know, if it turns you into a dog, you're it's the dog dog fruit right uh luffy is rubber gum gum i guess we have smoke sand right so like is it a moment of revelation or is it just like like obviously we are calling it this because i question how accurate scholars are they're not scientists and we know that scientists exist what was the thing at the beginning of Jai? were they a scientist or a physicist no they were a physicist right i don't remember that's a former scientist who knows what's what's real in the world of One Piece? They told us Roger's name was Gold Roger and they lied. So I don't trust what most people say in the world of One Piece. I'm like, is that it or is that just like what people say? Hmm. Yeah. Like, if you eat two devil fruits, do you truly like unravel and explode? Hmm. I, I would imagine you do. That sounds like an awful time. And like what in what fiction can you have two powers unless you're just like the chosen one? Well, I mean, knowing that um, Blackbeard does eventually get this a second devil fruit. I don't even know what the two of them are. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing it, that that's we'll like his know. thing. I mean, we it, will know. the whole like <laughs> he has the whole like he's two people thing kind of keeps going into the whole like, OK, he he is he would be able to i guess handle two he handles two devils inside him you know like there are two wolves inside you one is a devil fruit the other is a devil fruit and the little lore bit or the like thing of like oh there's devils inside the fruit 
is fun. Like I like for the longest time, I was like, oh, shit, is that's how that works. And then obviously I'm like, wait a minute, that uh, that would mean that the devil fruits possess people. <laughs> and I don't think that's how that works. At least we haven't seen evidence of that. Uh, nor is it like hinted at at all. No. But I found that just a neat little detail that like, oh, the reason they're called devil fruit is probably because like they believe there's literal devils inside the fruits. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's it kind of goes in like a very like there's a very spiritual nature to the fruits. I've also gone back and looked at it. Um, and uh, immediately after Luffy eats it, the members of uh, of Shanks's crew uh, immediately identify it like they know it's the gum gum fruit like we took the gum gum fruit from an enemy ship it's missing yeah and one of them has like almost like a like a, a sketch of the fruit so like they have like some kind of reference material for what it should look like yeah so they so, probably have yeah. like a book or pieces from that reference book that uh Luchi mentioned yeah or something like that so like they before before luffy has a chance to self-identify uh because he actually goes like what's wrong with me he doesn't like he doesn't understand what's happening yeah so like how is that inherent so because someone pointed that out to me like forever ago at this point yeah and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> oda because oda will will sneak things to be very particular which is which follows like the weird deal that they made with with robin the whole like ah oh, we said this specifically well that's just like a normal monkey's paw shit i think we're gonna see that um you the powers come on to you faster than you understand them but i'm also very interested in this idea of it isn't an instant flash just like how we didn't see it with luffy at the beginning but this idea that you're supposed to gain something and you don't gain it immediately makes you feel like okay so do do you get more to your devil fruit over time stay tuned stay tuned i i will not confirm nor deny this uh but stay tuned (laughs) Is is that what gear like? I didn't think that that's what gears were. Uh, I don't think. No, that no, that's no. What that's not are. what. Well, we're going actually. Yeah. We get gears in this arc. We get the first gear, or well, really, not first gear, but we get gear two. We get gear two in this arc. Really? Uh, yes. Let me double check that because I mix this with impel down a lot. That's a fucking spoiler, my man. No, no, it's not. Shut up. Okay. You don't even know what gear two is. You just know the term. You don't even know what it is. Yeah, it is this arc. It is this arc. Um, you get to see what it is because it's 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 literally like soon or not. I, soon, I have soon, been but soon, soon, yeah. looking forward to finally seeing the seeing the gears. I mean, obviously, I saw like when, when it happened. Uh, I know gear four is Dressrosa because I saw when that got spoiled and happened. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the gear fours. There's there's multiple of those, which is very fun. It's very good. I can't wait for it. I can't wait. Oh, it's, 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 like the, it's like the shitty Super Saiyan that has all the multiple forms because it kind of looked like the shitty Super Saiyan, too. I, I don't like I'm trying really hard not to ask a particular question because then it spoils. Don't worry like, about it. But uh, maybe I, I if you're thinking of the one from Dress Rosa, uh, then, yeah, it does kind of look like a like a like that like, a bulk, shitty, um, like that super bulk form that they try to use against Cell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Um, it kind of it, the anime makes me every time the first time I saw it, I was like, wait, why? Why do we have uh, Dragon Ball GT Super Saiyan 4 going on? What's happening? Yeah. Anyway, uh, gears interesting. Yeah, gears I'm, are cool. I'm, I'm excited to see how this goes on. Um, the other big thing is fandom's sense of justice and getting to see that he's pretty much just like he he spouts justice, but he's just kind of just like this weird fascist fuckface. <laughs> yeah. And why why the fuck is he in charge? Who put him in like, why did the government put him in charge? Like we can see we see that he's very good at going to the heads of government and being like WMDs. And like, I get that this is like a just post 9-11 world that this is being written in. This is, you know, where a U.S. is invading Iraq for WMDs. They're, they're definitely going to find the Pluton guys. Um, <laughs> they're gonna find the pluton i'm not gonna fucking touch that never mind no we're, we're, we're taking a step back <laughs> we're, ooh, we're gonna take a step back but but anyway but like but still though like you have what's supposed to be a secret organization and they're just out there in front like in charge of everything it's it's both incredibly prescient for mo- for modern times and also very much a product of its time uh which is just kind of funny 
<laughs> it's- I think it's more the entire spy nature of CP9 just ends up not working out because we <laughs> we have we have everyone knows who the fuck it's it's like everyone knows who James Bond is, but like it's the open still, secret, you know? Yeah, it's the open secret. But also, like, at least in movies, he's always like using an identity and stuff. But like everyone knows James Bond exists. Yeah. But like you don't you don't throw a parade for James Bond. No, but you do for CP6. <laughs> MI6. Where the fuck is CP6? <laughs> yeah, where's CP6? Where's their parade? I think that I think that's my thing is the fact that it's only CP9 here. And this is supposed to be like a public courthouse. Like people just fucking go there. Like Tom was just supposed to go there. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, remember, this is apparently like the way to go to to get to impel down to those gates of justice. So like yeah. we got that this right. So there's a reason. So maybe everybody stationed there has just the security clearance. Right. I, I can only imagine that in other governments, they're so secret groups, so secret departments. But like to those who work in the same building, they're just like, oh, right. We can't talk about those guys man they're shitty they they drink all the water from the water cooler they don't even like replace it when it's empty what jerks no but those people are just like jeff from accounting <laughs> they're all they're all just jeff from accounting they're all jeff from accounting it's an entire department of jeff from accounting it's the yeah. other accounting department it's yeah it's why it's why they're just getting like punched real easily by luffy they're not actual yeah. fighters they're accountants and just the swords and guns are just part of their mandated uniform <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but like the, the CP9 equivalent would be Jeff from accounting. Oh, like, I was thinking. Oh, you like, went the other way. No, I no. went the other way that like the the people who are working in, in Heinz lobby. No, apparently are. the bailiffs are dogs, though. So Heinz, so Adidas lobby is just like definitely fucked up in terms of its in terms of its structure. Look, the world government just works. OK, it just I don't works. Think it does. I don't know how the world government's supposed to work. It it just it just works, right? Like it just works. Everyone's all like justice. But really, what are Marines but just like pirates by a different name? I mean, yes. Yeah. The world government's just one really big pirate crew for justice. <laughs> yeah, the, the world government <laughs> is the biggest pirate crew with the biggest flag. <laughs> That's the ultimate that's the ultimate message. That, that's the twist in we one piece. The, we cracked the uh, twist. No, that just is the message of one piece. I thought that that was serious. <laughs> it, it's a half joke, but like it does work on on the level. Yeah. It, <laughs> the biggest pirate crew is the government. Yeah. Something, something. Fuck look, the police. Yeah, yeah. It's just a giant pirate fleet with various captains and there's just the super captain at the top whoever that is they have a whole like uh council of captains <laughs> the gross they have just the ad- council of captains yeah you got Karose and then admirals and then vice admirals <gasps> that means that means the warlords are are also part of their pirate crew but they're like double yeah. agent pirates they're they're it's it's like uh when you got when someone from another pirate crew joins a pirate crew you know i, I guess like when uh, when robin left when robin left baroque works to join the straw hats i mean i i think she got uh uh let go i think she was fired probably she was or or her her position was uh dissolved her position yeah dissolved liquidated you could say <laughs> liquidated <laughs> fucking god that's so good that's so good that's funny <laughs> but yeah but oh i'm so excited um for the next chapter readings which is a really big one so before i give it to you do you have anything else you want to talk about anything else you want to say uh nothing that i'm I mean, I think we're going to save the cover story arc for next episode when it concludes, um, because it started in the previous episode. It's still going now. I think it's worth talking about, but more worth talking about when it's complete. When when it's completed, when it's concluded. Yeah. And what's the chapter story focusing on? It's Hina and their friends, right? It it started out with Miss Golden Week, and now it's involved like more of Baroque works and now Hina and Django and full body and all them like it's it's a who's who of everyone from like hey remember like 150 chapters ago they're still around doing things yeah almost 200 chapters ago do you remember <laughs> these fuckos <laughs> the answer is you better <laughs> and if not their names are presented here in the covers for you for your convenience yeah but it's also crazy like we talk about Lilgarden in these chapters 
that was over 200 episodes ago my guy yeah that that was so many chapters ago that was like when we were in like three percent of the one piece yeah now we're we're almost four percent into one piece <laughs> oh shit i thought we were at least 10 we we think we're at least 10 and then it's, there's just more one piece <laughs> there's, just there's more always more one piece ah oh, man i can't wait for one piece to end but at the same time i hope it never ends yeah <laughs> Don't worry. One piece is too long, but also too short at the same time. It's a paradox within itself. But are you ready for these chapters? What are, what are our chapters? Ooh, all right. So this is a, a long reading. Um, 13 chapters. So we're going to read chapters 386 to 398. 386 to 398. And boy, howdy. That's going to be a long one. Ooh, it's going to be a long one, but not only do we get a gear, we also get tragic backstory. Oh, that's where we get our gear. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's legitimately like <laughs> right. <here>. Okay. <laughs> like, it's like okay. practically immediately. <laughs> okay. I thought it was going to be like climax of the arc. Okay. So we're, we're just getting <laughs> no, no, that shit now. Okay. No, no, no. Climax of the arc is so much better. Just wait for it. All right. Just wait, till, um, just wait, wait for the gears. Let's go. I'm here for this. We're, we're going to get our Bonkai. We're going to get our Resengon. We're going to finally get named attack. We're going to get our Yu-Gi-Oh! Heart of the Cards power upgrade. We get we drew that fourth blue eyes white dragon and never got ripped up, actually. <laughs> Let's set sail. Let's get out of here. I can't wait. Get ourselves a stack. Turns out the stack was devil fruit all along. <laughs>